You know, I went with Doc out to uh, California to go to a thing. He's very gracious. And, uh, you know, I have a hard time walking. He helped me. And uh, took his, t- you know, he didn't have to do that. And but he told me uh, four or five weeks ago that he would do that. And then all of this had started. And I know that's where he talked to Nebraska a couple of times. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's pretty hard to... Uh, uh, you know, I think our coaches are getting paid pretty well here, but not uh, seven hundred to eight hundred thousand. Not yet. And you can't blame a guy. You know, uh, uh, Billy Gillespie when he left, same story. And and we're trying. You know, we're not uh, we're not a Big Twelve school. We don't have uh, you know our football uh, tickets aren't that much. Basketball tickets, and uh, it seems to be. Uh, um, all over the country, that you know, these salaries are going up. It's kind of like, uh, uh, kind of like basketball players. I cannot believe these guys make millions for uh, playing a sport they love. You weren't surprised, were you, when uh, Nebraska came after uh, Doc Sadler pretty aggressively uh, last week in uh, in California when uh, you were there for the Pump Brothers Clinic and and eventually decided they found their their, their man. John Teicher will. Uh, echo the things I'm going to say. He's one of the best coaches in the country. I found that out early last year. Uh, I heard the man say that he underachieved the first year. Well, he knows something I didn't. And uh, I just think he, I think he was tremendous. This last year, he had one, two, or three guys hurt all the time. He kept them going. I watched his practices. Uh, I've never seen a team practicing harder. And I used to tell my players that you, you're going to play the way you practice. If you practice hard every day, you're going to play that way. So I didn't see all these practices, but they must have all been that way because I never saw us flat. They, we gave it our all. And I was talking to John Calipari from Memphis the other night, and he said, are the people in El Paso aware of how good he is? And I said, I, I think all the people that go to the games, you know, like some of the others that haven't seen his team play, maybe not. But uh, if they haven't, uh, they, they've really been, you know, anyone knows anything about basketball will tell you. I, I didn't expect that out of him, except I watched when Billy, uh, you know, when Billy was coaching, Doc was down there running drills. Yep. Uh, you could tell real quick. He knew what he was doing. He demanded their attention. He demanded their best effort. Folks, come on down and join us here in the bar at Fuddruckers West, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. We've got Dollar Miller Light, 12-ounce drafts. Also, 10% off your meal when you mention the bear, Don Haskins. And Coach will sign autographs for you with the purchase of a meal. So a lot of great reasons to come on down and join us for the next two hours here at uh, Fuddruckers West for the Don Haskins Show. What a guest uh, we uh, landed here for the first hour. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, before that, uh, what did you say? If, Don Haskins, and I want a 10, what is it, 10 cents on my beer? Off? Um, 10% off oh, your 10%, meal. 10%, all right. Yes, yes. <laughs> 10 cents off the beer would, would, be, would be pretty good, too. Not so bad. Well, longtime voice of the Miners, the man that uh, you spent uh, many of your years with at UTEP in the 1980s and 1990s. They were is wonderful years. Well. I think uh, John is, uh, might be prejudiced, but I've never heard anyone better. And... 
now that I'm, you know, I'm retired and listening to away games, and if they're on TV, most uh, I usually just turn the TV down and listen to John to see how accurate he is. Yeah. And I haven't caught him in any mistakes. He hadn't made a turnover yet. How do you like that? I've got an idea, you know, Steve. I, I've got it. I love it, by the way. But I, I've got an idea. Yeah. You know, everybody's weighed in on who the next basketball coach at UTEP should be. Yes. I, I've got an idea that I've not heard yet. Coach, you ready to come out of retirement? How about Don Haskins as the Miners' next head basketball coach? Coach, what do you think? You know what? I don't think I want to sit over and, and get two assistants have to do all the work. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, re being retired. I enjoy my seat in the, uh, in the arena. And uh, uh, unbelievable how much better the officiating has got since I'm sitting over there. And I tell them that the guys come by. Uh, now, they make a few goof-ups. But, uh, you know, the thing that makes this special, our basketball program, is the fans. We have got some of the greatest basketball, football fans in the world. And they'll stay, stick with you. Uh, well, I, I, you heard that old saying you know, in football, uh, uh, they'll stick with you, win or tie. And uh, now I'll tell you what, they're pretty good. They're loud. They're boisterous. Uh, nobody likes to come here and play. And that's not going to change with the next coach. And I hope we hire... Uh, it's going to be hard to find a Billy Gillespie or a Doc Sadler, but uh, somewhere in there, that, uh, you know, there's some people out there, some guys young. Uh, I don't know, a, a name was mentioned a while ago that popped, uh, some heard on your earlier show, Larry Eustacia. Mm -hmm. You know, he was coach of the year. Next year, he was runner up to coach of the year. And uh, he's at uh, Southern Mississippi where they don't play, you know, they don't care that much about basketball. Yeah. And I wonder if, uh, uh, I don't know uh, if he'd be interested, but he'd be an excellent choice. I talked to Nolan yesterday. You know, every time it's open, I've asked Nolan. The, the big problem is his contract. He's got two more years on his contract. And uh, it's been in the paper, so I don't think Nolan would mind. It's a couple of years of half a million. And, uh, you know, when Lou Henson came, he had a couple of years uh, coming from Illinois, and Jim Paul hired him for a dollar. Mm -hmm. Now, you know that he got more than that. But I don't know how they worked that out, but if uh, that be the case, um, if, they could, if they could work something out like that, it'd be great. Uh, we'd see a full house every night. Uh, 40 minutes of hell would be brought from Arkansas to here. I'd love to see it. Nolan's one of my dearest friends. And would I like to see him come? You better believe I would. What are your thoughts on uh, Nolan, Tice? Who, who could argue with Nolan Richardson? A guy that's won uh, an NIT championship, an NCAA championship, is, uh, is a native El Pasoan. There couldn't be a better choice than Nolan Richardson. But is he interested? It's the million-dollar question. Sure. Let's go to the phones, guys. We've got some calls to get to. 880-5763, 880-KRD. Warren's up from the east side of town. Warren, you're first today on the Don Haskins Show. Thanks for the call. Oh, oh well, thank you for taking my call. I wonder if we could, uh, of course, it's his money, this uh, gentleman that was going to uh, 
uh, donate five million dollars for a practice gym, which I think is a waste. If we could get get them to use that five million dollars for coaches, a basketball coach's salary, I think that would, I think that uh, money would be better uh, spent. Frankly, I tell you what, John, I'd come back. <laughs> we had that. Oh, for that five million dollars. Oh yeah, for the five million. But uh, anyway. Uh, But thank you for taking my call. I know there's others waiting. No, I think that needs to be answered. Uh, I don't don't know if they could do that. I know that other, I don't, you know, I think the money has to come from the school. And uh, I don't know. I don't, John, could you answer that question? Well, you know, I've said many times, Coach, we are who we are. I mean, we can't be who we're not. We're here at UTEP. We pay what we can pay. And... Doc Sadler and and Billy Gillespie before him was very well compensated for their services coaching here at UTEP. They had the opportunity not only to go to the Big 12 for a bigger payday, but how about the professional opportunity? Nobody talks about that. And obviously the money is a byproduct of the professional opportunity, but even Bob Stull was the head football coach here at UTEP, had an opportunity to advance and go to the Big 8, I guess it was at that time, at the University of Missouri. What about the professional opportunity, which in itself is going to bring more money? Very true. 880-5763, 880-KROD. Let's go to Ken from Northeast El Paso. How you doing, Ken? Yes, how are you this evening? We're fine. Uh, Coach, I want to thank you so much for the very... Uh, the dedication that you showed to the miners for all the years that you were with us. I mean, you were uh, quite honorable in staying with us as long as you did, and you could have had your pick of colleges, I'm sure. Uh, I just uh, am just tuning in, so I don't know all that's been said, but I just have a real, pardon me for saying this, but I just have a real bad feeling for uh, both Doc Sadler and for uh, Bill Gillespie, the way they've done the uh, minors. I think that my own personal opinion is I think, you know, they could have stuck it out at least to the end of their term. They would have still been a viable choice for any college. I, I just think it's getting too easy to come in, show a good show a good turnout, and then all of a sudden just up and leave. Uh, Coach, could you tell me, is there any possible way that they could make them fulfill their obligation without letting them go? I guess that'd have to be something put in the contract, but to Ken, if you're making 300000 you had a chance to make 800000 that would be a little tempting, wouldn't it? And with Billy, he was making, John, you know what he's making, something around two hundred, and uh uh, eight fifty, and right now Billy Gillespie's making a million point seven. I've, I read in the paper. Billy Gillespie was born and grew up in the state of Texas, idolizing the Texas and Texas A&M programs in particular. He had an opportunity to come to the Lone Star State as the head coach of arguably the best and most celebrated program in the history of the state of Texas here at UTEP. Thanks to your efforts, uh, Coach. But uh, he had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity after two wonderful years here at UTEP to go and coach Texas A&M, the Aggies, and turn around a moribund program. And again, with it would come the spoils of, you know, a a fat and and obviously an increased paycheck. Who wouldn't take that opportunity? I know. Who who wouldn't do that professionally? uh, Ken, I understand where you're coming from. And uh, did I want Doc Sadler to leave? I certainly didn't. I was hoping maybe we could come up with a little something that would uh, 
make him stay. And I was talking to him on the trip, and uh, he loved El Paso. He loved the fans. And did he want to go? But, uh, you know, the thing he told me, he said, you know, i got to think about my family. And uh, uh, I, I think it is money that took him away, but... Uh, uh, you know, he's not going to be a coach the rest of his life. I finally found that out. And, uh, uh, but Ken, I understand what you're saying. And uh, uh, I hope you understood what I said. All right, we're going to get back to the phones in just a moment, but we do need to take our first break of the evening. 880-5763-880-KROD. We are live at Fuddruckers, folks, on the west side of town, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. More of the Don Haskins Show right here with John Teicher, only on News Radio KROD. Welcome back as we continue more here of the Don Haskins Show from uh, Fud Ruckers on the west side of town, along with uh, Hall of Fame coach Don Haskins. I'm Steve Kaplowitz. Uh, John Teicher, longtime legendary voice of the Utah Miners, is here. And uh, You're a lucky guy. You get to do this every other week? It's probably one of the best uh, best things I've ever done in my, honest, in, in my career. Well, I appreciate the invite because it's been seven years since I've been able to do this with Coach Haskins. I know. So this know. is a lot of fun. Isn't it amazing how fast the time goes also? Yep. And you've had some incredible memories over the years with this man next to me. And uh, I'm sure uh, it's got to be fun for you to know now that since his retirement, he's had an opportunity to do something he never could do before. And that's actually listen to you and appreciate the way you call Utah basketball games all these years. Well, just the association for 18 wonderful years with with coach haskins and all he taught me not just about basketball but about athletics and to be honest with you a lot of things about uh, life uh, steve is, is something that i'll never forget and and you know it you've been in the sports business long enough it's it's the people you meet and associate with along the way that uh, that really provide the thrills for you but you've had a chance to know this man for more than 25 years. And you also met him at a time when um, I, I think the growl was still there in the bear. And was it as intimidating for you for your first encounter with him as, as it was for so many other people we talked to? Well, I'll never forget it because the first time I came in, of course, the year before, I had done New Mexico State. So yes. I was on the other side. I was calling the, the hated Aggies. And, of course, Coach Haskins knew that. Uh, so when we met, uh, and I think, as I recall, it was on the practice floor in the Haskins Center. He goes, oh, the Aggie. And, uh, you know, obviously that, that was something that I would uh, never forget. But uh, uh, Coach Haskins, uh, there, there have been so many wonderful moments uh, together over the years and obviously so many great games in an era that I really considered to be the golden era. Uh, of UTEP basketball, obviously the national championship teams and, and, and the great uh, run in the in the 60s, but in the 80s with five straight Western Athletic Conference titles, with yes. seven straight trips to the NCAA, uh, authored by Coach Haskins, obviously with a great deal of help from uh, Tim Floyd's uh, recruiting efforts. You also, I believe, called his 300, 400, 500, and 600th victories. And, and his 700th and, and as 700th well. And 700th as well, exactly. Right. That's, exactly. Which, is, which is amazing to think that uh, you, you, you know, you you really were a part of the majority of, uh, of Coach Haskins' run here at Utah. And obviously the victory over Kansas in the 92 NCAA when seemingly the entire country and, and certainly, Steve, the national media rediscovered exactly who uh, Don Haskins was, uh, what, uh, 28 years after his, uh, 26 years after the national championship. Coach, you know that uh, call that John had from the 1992 victory over Kansas is probably one of the most popular radio calls ever 
here in El Paso. We get more requests for that final call of the Kansas game than anything else. You know, uh, they still call it an upset, and uh, it was. But, you know, a lot of people forget that we beat uh, Georgetown at Georgetown that year, and they were ranked number five. And they had Mourning and Matumba. Yep. We had a pretty good basketball team, too. Yes, you did. And had we, you know, we got beaten a one- or two-pointer by Cincinnati, we very well could have got to the Final Four. Guys, let's take some more phone calls. 880-5763. Let's go to Adam from the east side of town. Adam, you're up next on the Don Haskins Show. How are you? How's it going, gentlemen? Good, Adam. Um, first of all, I know there's been a lot of talk about Nolan Richardson, uh, possibly coaching the UTEP minors. Um, that's, that would be uh, my pick who I would love to see because, uh, of course, he uh, learned from the best, and that's, of course, uh, Coach Haskins. And there's, uh, there's nobody else that you could uh, pick to teach someone the game of basketball better than Coach Haskins, and I'm sure if Nolan Richardson knows that. But um, I just had a quick question. What would it is, – uh, is he still getting paid by Arkansas? And uh, what do you think it would take for uh, him to be able to come down here to El Paso? He's still getting paid by Arkansas. And, uh, um, you know, it's been in the papers, and uh, I think it's r around a half million a year. And you got to understand, if he came here and we paid him 300000 Arkansas then would only have to pay him 200000 So they would love for that to happen. I don't know. I talked to Nolan yesterday. I called him, and uh, I've, my phone has been besieged with phone calls about what uh, Nolan. And uh, I, I, they need to have a press conference or something and talk to him. Adam, appreciate the phone call. Thank you very much, Adam. Are you surprised, John? Uh, I, mean, I know Nolan has received so much support in the past, but it seems like now more than ever, especially with the last two coaches leaving after the two-year period and succeeding, that it seems as if El Paso now really wants Nolan Richardson here at Utah. Minor fans are clamoring for someone that's going to stay for longer than just a couple of years. I'm not sure how realistic uh, that is, but certainly as you look at, at Coach Richardson and what he's accomplished and where he is uh, at his state and in his uh, particular uh, coaching career, the situation is much like that uh, we see in, in, in UTEP football with, with head coach Mike Price in the twilight of his, uh, his coaching career, and I think uh, fans uh, see it uh, similarly, the situations. Let's go to more phone calls right now. Did you have something to say, Coach? Oh, I was going to say, and I think Mike Price is going to stay in El Paso. I do, too. I I've said that I all along. I can't see him leaving. The people love him. Uh, he's had great teams. We're going to have another good one this year. His whole family has uh, also moved to El Paso. He's got everybody oh, I know. here. So. And uh, uh, every time I see him, he just loves it here. Let's go to Joe from Northeast El Paso as the Don Haskins Show continues. Joe, thanks for your phone call. Let's go to Joe from North. Joe, please turn your radios down. Thanks for the call. Yes, Coach, how you doing? D I just fine, Joe. Coach, I want to know one thing. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of fuzzy on my memory, but why, why exactly did you not go to Detroit after you had signed to go there? What, what made you change your mind? I haven't got time to tell you about that. That job lasted one day. It was a couple of things that uh, at that time I wouldn't speak of it, but they had a vice president 
that uh, told me, uh, you know, the guy had been there, had been there 20 years, and he, I was told how to treat him, that I didn't pay no attention to him and all that. And I thought, now after 20 years of service, do I want to go to a place that's telling me that? So I just went out to the airport, and uh, uh, there was a guy picked me up in a big limo, and he said, you're not coming back, are you? And I said, I'll be back. He knew damn well I wasn't. But, uh, and first off, it wasn't a place for me. And the reason I got into it was that thing called money. You know, I was making about uh, 25000 and they offered me, I put it on a slip of paper on, uh, with their board, and I said, I put up 125 I thought, you know, I didn't want to come, and they said, fine. <laughs> wow. And that's way back there, you know, so it was about... What year was that? Do you remember? Huh? Do you remember what year that was for you in Detroit? 19, 1970. Yeah. Nate Archibald, I had him here, and they had Spencer Haywood, and I, I watched him practice. Darnest bunch of talent I ever watched. We have a related question after a Joe's that's phone a good call. Qu that's a good question. And I always, for years, I wouldn't have answered it. But uh, the president of the school called me one day, what happened. And I said, I just want to stay in El Paso. Here's a question. It said, uh, Coach Haskins, when you were younger and had just won the championship, you were in demand. What did you see in El Paso that other places did not have? Well, you know, at that time, there was uh, you know, basketball coaches weren't making uh, seven to hundred to a million dollars. Like I just said, I was offered five times that much, and I would have gone. You know, I'd sign, but uh, uh, I, I just liked it here. You know, the kids were in school; they loved it here. And uh, as I told somebody a while ago, you know. When I, when I retired, I didn't move somewhere else. I obviously like it. After I retired, I've stayed. It was a different time. It was a different world right. back then, and people didn't move around the way they do today for a variety of circumstances. Sure. I'm not saying I wouldn't have left. Somebody said, we'll give you 800000 That'd been pretty tough. <laughs> Before we go to break, guys, let's go to Danny from Central. Danny, thanks for waiting. You're up next on the Don Haskins Show. Danny, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, go right ahead. Yeah, Coach, I want to thank you very much for your um, your participation in uh, the community, your loyalty, and I just want to let you know what a great time it is to be in, uh, to have a, a sports program right now because we got Mike Price and whoever comes in field to shoot into the basketball program is going to have a it's going to be a fabulous time I think and I think and I really. I really think this is a good time to be part of UTEP Sports. Uh, you know who's enjoying this the most? Who's that? John Teicher. He's I announcing games where we win. I wouldn't deny that. Yeah. No, it's, it's got to be tough uh, when you're having a 110 football season and uh, you're trying to stay positive, and I've listened to him. It taught me a few things, though, Coach. Honestly, all those years, it, it taught me a few things. What Even it, doing all those one in ten football seasons, not to say I don't like. You'd the, rather uh, have the flip side. Way. You bet. Yeah, um, I think he's a great announcer, but I, I'm not sure it didn't help him more than anybody, and the entire community. Uh, I don't know how many season tickets we've sold on football, John. Do you know? 
I heard uh, earlier this week we were at about 17.5, 17.6, so we're closing in on the number we had a year ago. John, I saw years where we didn't have, and you, you also, where we didn't have 5,000 people in the stands. So uh, uh, we've come a long ways. And thanks to Mike Price, uh, that's just got better and better. Guys, let's take another break. We'll come back. More of your questions, more of your phone calls. We are live in the bar here at Fuddruckers West, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. Come on down and join us, folks. We've got some great prizes we're going to be giving away, including Glory Road DVDs. More with John Teicher as the Don Haskins Show continues from Fuddruckers right here on News Radio KROD. Welcome back, everybody. As we continue, we are live here at uh, Fuddruckers on the west side of town. Dollar Miller Light, 12-ounce drafts, folks, plus 10% off your meal when you mention the bear while ordering. Just mention Don Haskins. Save 10% off your meal every Tuesday at both Fuddruckers, east and west, El Paso. Not to mention uh, Don Haskins will sign autographs with the purchase of a meal. And uh, as we continue with John Teicher, you know, one of the reasons I enjoy this so much is spending two hours with this man, but also getting a chance to see really a, a, a side of him that we didn't even get a chance to see much of when we were hosting the Don Haskins shows years back when he was coaching at UTEP. Well, I think he's a little more relaxed, obviously. I, you know, he's chosen to do this. I think uh, pretty much when he did the shows uh, when uh, when he was coaching, it was because it was a part of his, his contract, and yep. coaches get extra income for doing their radio and television shows, and most coaches would tell you they'd like to spend more time with their programs and with their players than they would with their media obligations, but uh, media obligations is something that Coach Haskins and, and, and all coaches know lots about, so I think uh, just the fact that he's more relaxed and he's choosing to do this particular program makes a difference. And, uh, John, I'm not losing. That's something that's <laughs> you know, important. Lo losses are hard. You were always good and helped me out, but uh, it, it's hard to talk about uh, losses. Sometimes it's hard to talk about wins. I was uh, telling uh, a group out in California, you know, Magic Johnson was great. Guess who got to follow him? Me. You know, wow. What, what a chore. Yeah. And I'm glad and I'm I, going before Gillespie tonight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> Is there one memory in particular that really sticks out from, uh, from your years with, uh, with Coach? Oh, geez. They're just, you know, there's so many great times and so many great games over the years. And again, Coach, I was talking to Steve a little earlier when you were uh, doing a, a television interview. I, you know, obviously, in, in deference to your great teams of the 60s and obviously the national championship, I always thought the golden era was in the 80s when you won the five straight WAC titles, went to seven straight NCAA tournaments with all the players that uh, Tim Floyd brought in here. I always thought that that really was the golden era of UTEP basketball. And for me, it was such a thrill to, to, to be a part of it and go through it with you. Well, uh... I really thought as a coach I underachieved in the 80s. Uh, he got me such good players, I got lazy sell. And uh, uh, no, I think that's, I've told him that and he said he never noticed it, but maybe he's been nice. But we did, we had a, he brought a lot of good players. Uh, um, I think every team we brought in, we, we, we had one little missing link. Maybe a big guy or something, but uh, we had some very good 
teams at John, the thing that used to get me is, uh, you know, it was tough enough. You know, everybody always worry. You, all the biggies worry about seating. At UTEP, you worry about getting in. Like this last year, we were an NCAA team, and uh, we didn't get in. Well, and to give you an example, Coach, the very first year I had the good fortune of calling the games was the 81-82 basketball season. Won 20 games, were at home for the postseason. No NCAA, no NIT. I know you no, remember it quite well. Uh, yeah, I remember it well. Now, John, uh, Ed Swartz got a lot of cr criticism, and I tried to get on TV. I told Ed, he said, should I call the NIT? And I said, there's no way they can leave us out. We'd won our last 12 games in a row. They said that was part of it. We played a very good schedule that year. So I told Ed not to bother with the NIT because I thought, I thought we were lead pipes in. Well, he caught all kinds of heck over that, and it was not his fault. It was mine. And, of course, that ended pretty much the next year, a dry spell for you that started in the mid-'70s through the late-'70s into the early-'80s. And I think the Miners had been out of the postseason for so long until they got back in once again. And obviously, the very next year, you started a string that, uh, that would last into the 1990s. You know, uh, John, there's, uh, in 1967, uh, there was a, a story come out in Sports Illustrated. Now, it's after we played the national championship, one, one of the all-black team, and uh, coaches all over the country... Uh, <clears throat> would get in homes that I was going to and ask me, you know, because it was a horrid story. And uh, I haven't read, I never read Mike Price's story because I never read Sports Illustrated. Uh, I have not read it since, since. 1967. Yeah. But there was about five years of, of recruiting. I'd walk in a black house and they'd say, you know, I'd tell them a story and they'd say, why didn't you uh, sue? Well, George McCarty didn't want to and and I think George was a heck of an athletic director, but we would have owned that magazine. That was, uh, you talk about. So I never believed any of their stories after that. And, and Guys, I, let's, I wish uh, they were on the line. I'd like to tell them. Let's go to the phones right now. 880-5763, 880-KRD. Dale is up next in Fort Bliss. Dale, thanks for your phone call. You're on with Coach Haskins and John Teicher. Hey, how are you, how are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing fine. Coach, I don't know um, um, if this has been approached, but uh, would you would you be consider would you consider coming back, coaching the team? <laughs> Look what I started. Uh, yeah, well, Look what I what. started. Sorry, coach. Hey, coach. Hey, give me two good legs, and I, I'm Co Coach, that. it's it's ten wins for you just sitting on the bench. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, uh, you know, I kind of believe in that old theory about. Uh, you know, I, I used to go to the track with my son, and uh, uh, he'd bet on the jockey. And I remember one day, this jockey was real good, was dead last, and he said he didn't have a good horse. So uh, I think uh, being a decent jockey is all right, but, uh, but a good horse will... Uh, uh, ne have you ever heard of a, a mule winning the Kentucky Derby? No, you need good talent. John... Said it in the 80s, Tim Floyd, for nine years we had talent. And the thing that was great about those nine years, only two of our guys didn't graduate. Appreciate the call, Dale. 
880-5763. David's up next from the Lower Valley as we continue with the phone calls. How you doing, David? David, are you there? Let's try David one more time. It's an honor to be speaking to the legend. Uh, I just, uh, I have a comment and a question. Uh, first, my comment, I, I know everybody said, well, who wouldn't take this job? Who wouldn't, uh, um, you know, take the money? But, you know, nobody thinks about the kids. There's these things that Don Haskin has, and it's called integrity. It's called honesty. It's called commitment. And nowadays, it is so rare to find that because everybody just wants to make a buck. And my, my second, that's my comment, all right? And, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, Gillespie and Doc Sadler, I, I can't even put them anywhere near. They couldn't carry Don Haskins' strap, jog strap, all right? And then uh, as far as my question, uh, do you think we should have a committee where the, uh, to, to hire the new coach, the first question should be, how long do you intend on staying here? Are you going to stay or are you going to cut and run? David, and what do you I think got. they're going to say? What do you think they're going to say when asked that question? Well, if they're honest and they have integrity, like Don Haskins, they, they, would, they would make a commitment and they would, they would keep to their word, just like Coach Haskins did. I mean, what, what, what kind of uh, uh, society do we live in now where people just, hey, man, give me the money and let me go. Show me the money. You know? It, it, what about the kids? Think about the kids. They, he promised them, he recruited them, and then he just cut and run in three days. That is wrong. Hey, David, uh, let me make comment on uh, contracts. Now, this is stupid, but... Uh, uh, I always worked on a year-to-year -year contract, and I felt like if they didn't want me, I didn't want to stay. And if I was doing okay, they'd keep me. Now, you can't do that nowadays. Coaches can't do that. But uh, uh, You had 38 one-year contracts, didn't you? No, they gave me a four-and-a-half one time, and I rejected it. <laughs> if they don't want you, John, sure, they don't want you. And... Uh, 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 there was several years. There's a hell of a chance that uh, I'm, I, might, I might have gone. One of the things that hurt the most, and this is getting away from David's question, is uh, getting on NCAA probation in 92 over coaches giving car rides and uh, somebody going to a house. And we got two scholarships for three or four years. I'd have probably quit before then. I did not want to leave some poor guy here with nothing. And uh, when Rabidou, you know, the year I quit, we got our scholarships back. Thank you very much. Appreciate the phone call, Dave. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back. More of your phone calls, and we're going to wrap things up this hour with John Teicher as we are in the bar here at Fuddruckers West. Come on down and join us more of the Don Haskins Show right after this on News Radio KROD. <laughs>
Welcome back as we continue more live from Fuddruckers West here on the Don Haskins Show. Dollar Miller Lite, 12-ounce drafts, 10% off your meal when you order and mention the bear. And uh, don't forget, uh, Coach Haskins will sign autographs with the purchase of a meal here at Fuddruckers. Those are the standing rules each and every um, other Tuesday when we do the show. So our next show will, in fact, be on Tuesday the 22nd. More right now, though, with uh, John Teicher. And I know, uh, Teich, you have a couple of things you want to bring up. Well, just, you know, some things that have popped into my head, just thinking about uh, all of the great years that I've spent around uh, Coach Haskins. And, Coach, uh, particularly uh, earlier in, in my time with you at UTEP, I always used to love to watch you work at practice because at that time you still had a lot of great energy and you would go up and down the floor with your players. And I always enjoyed that. And I thought, you know, you, the, the players always got a lot of their motivation from you and your actions on the practice floor and you know you taught me very early on and, and you said it earlier in this hour that players play as they practice and, and certainly I always noticed that and learned that from from watching you and, and your work with your players on the practice floor 600 ESPN El Paso